0: God bless fantasy football. There are many things a man can do with his time, and this is better than those things.
1: One week down, only 15 more left until our championship. I'm your host, Andrew Gelblatt, current
0: reigning champion,
1: joined by your commissioner, two-time champion, Siler. Siler, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing good. Uh, Thursday night football was pretty terrible, but... Still enjoyable to watch, and uh, I think we're going to have a great episode. Yeah,
1: I mean, so just so everyone knows, sorry, it's not our unusual schedule. You know, Silent and I couldn't pair up on Wednesday, so it is Friday. Do want to iterate, though, that our rankings and everything do not reflect anything that happened on Thursday. So we are going in like it was a Wednesday episode. We got a few segments for you guys today. First off, we got a new one, which we're going to be talking about kind of our three biggest trends that we saw last week from a fantasy standpoint. We're going to go over last week's uh, games. We'll then go over power rankings and then our predictions for this week. So going into this week's trends. So the reason I wanted to do this was I, I think it's just a nice anchor way to start talking about kind of giving some more perspective on where style and I are coming from and where our power rankings are, you know, giving you guys a little more insights on what we think, the you know, what do we think the impact of this week is on the future? So, uh, I'll start off first. Uh, my first big takeaway for everyone to know is that week one is just week one of 15. And what I mean by that is I was pulling up some numbers from last year, right? And if you're getting so, so scared because of your team was doing bad and you're like, oh, my God. If you're Brian and you're like, Mike Evans did nothing. did you know, not Mike Evans? Brian, you know, you're like, d- uh, d- d- what's his name? Devontae Adams did nothing. Khalil Jones did nothing. Mike Evans did nothing, right? Like, big name guys aren't doing anything. Uh, Last year, after week one, Siler, I will give you $10 if you can tell me who the number three rushing rusher was in the NFL. And after that, week one. After week one. Sorry, sorry. If you can name me four of the top seven, eight runners last year from a fantasy standpoint in week one Kamara. Yep. He was number one.
0: Uh, Saquon.
1: Nope. Zeke. Nope.
0: Uh, let's go. Oh, I don't even know. Try it.
1: Gordon. No. David Johnson. No. Marshawn Lynch, no. Uh, Tevin Coleman, no. Dalvin Cook, no. So your top top seven running backs last season after week one were Kamara and James Conner. Number three was Isaiah Crowell. They had Adrian Peterson, Jay Ajayi, Chris Thompson, Joe Mixon, and Todd Gurley. How do you think half those guys did going into the rest of the season? Well, considering you just said the crow, so that I think that that right. pretty much just... So I, the off. point I'm trying to make here is week one is week one, right? I mean, even for myself, you know, I was panicking a little bit with Chubb and Gurley and Devonta like being no-shows, and I have to kind of just tell myself it's only week one. You never know how the rest of the season is going to go. We can do the same thing with wide receivers, right? I mean, the top, <laughs> the top seven wide receivers last year after week one were Tyree Kill... Deshaun Jackson, Kenny Stills, Randall Cobb, Emmanuel Sanders, Ted Ginn, like,
0: like it just And actually, if I remember, it's got to be Brian Fitzpatrick was the number. Right. One yeah. Exactly. Week. That's
1: what I'm saying. Is that it's just it's week one. You know, just keep it together, guys. You know, even though you'll you know we have our power rankings, but you can't make long ce long term judgments based off of one week. You know, you gotta, my, my rule of thumb is after three weeks, that's when you start panicking. What's your, I
0: completely agree. I mean, so mine are more, I would say NFL headlines, but they also have fantasy impacts. And as a nice little, uh, you know, fun thing, they're basically quotes that players actually said. Uh, (laughs) so I know that, Uh, I think it was Delaney Walker basically started going and quoting Danny Green and was like the Browns are who we thought they were. Uh, And yes, it was one week and they have a nice juicy matchup against the justice week, but we're all basically saying the Browns are like going to be amazing. Baker's going to make the next step. He's going to make the leap, you know, Odell Landry, all this hype. And they totally came out flat. I give the Titans a lot of credit because I don't think that their past. He gets enough. Uh, credit, but I think that we might want to temper expectations a little bit on Baker. You know, Baker was being drafted as one of the top, you know, three, four QBs in a lot of leagues. Based off nothing. Yeah, based off of just hype. So, given he could fulfill that and and, and he could have a, a great rest of the season, but it was definitely a rough start for the Browns. Yeah, And I think that their whole offense might need to be devalued a little bit. I
1: couldn't couldn't agree more. I think I think this will be a more telling week against. Uh, I mean, I, I guess everyone's going in thought the Titans was going to be an easy game. Like no one had such low expectations for the Titans, and that the Browns really really sh- shat, shat the bed with that one. Uh, my next thing was that the Miami Dolphins are really 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 bad at football. Not to say I don't think the Ravens are going to be really good, but I think all this hype surrounding all of the Ravens players is. A, a little much. I think, yes, obviously, Lamar Jackson balled out. Marquise Brown had an unbelievable game. Ingram had a great game. Mark Andrews had a great game. Like They all had fantastic games, but the Dolphins are just going to be so bad this season that I really don't think that you should be taking Lamar Jackson's week one output and multiplying that by 16 and saying, that's what I'm going to get by the end of the season.
0: I totally agree, and I'm gonna. I'll give a different second point because my second point was gonna be Lamar Jackson's pretty good for a running back, uh, which was a great quote by him. Uh, and I'm still kind of a skeptic, even though he had one good game against the Dolphins. Uh, I don't think that he's gonna be able to air it out like that against most other teams. The Patriots are favored by about 19, just 19? to give you an example. Yes, 19 points. That's how bad the Dolphins are. That the Patriots are fair by almost three touchdowns right now. Um, But instead of that point, uh, I will use what I believe a defensive back on the Packers said on Thursday, which was all we had to do was make sure that uh, Trubisky played quarterback and we knew we'd have a chance. I think that if Trubisky actually has to throw and he doesn't get people open from the, you know, Nagy scheme, he's pretty bad. Like, I've always... That was not my that, that was my point too. I, my my
1: thing was that really like temper your expectations for the Browns this year because I I mean not the Browns, the, the Bears, because they are they are not looking hot. Like like that 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 running back committee with Tariq Komen and uh and Montgomery and whoever that Mike Kooz, who was the third guy?
0: Uh oh. Uh Mike Davis Bell? Davis. Davis, Davis, Davis. You're right.
1: I mean that's just like a terrible
0: place to be it was not looking good and i think this is an exaggeration but he reminds me of ponder a much he's a better ponder but in the fact that if he doesn't see something he likes within 2 seconds he immediately just starts sprinting right. and like he's pretty athletic so it works some of the time but that's pretty bad for all the receivers also in that offense so even allen robinson was making some crazy catches all over the field. Oh yeah. But he was in tight coverage on every single catch that he was making. So, uh, I think that the bears should also be downgraded. Okay.
1: So that's, that, that's your, do you have any more? Cause my third was the bears.
0: Uh, I have a little bonus Thursday night football takeaway because watching that whole game, I Campbell looked awful the- and he had 300 yards, but it was a rough 300 yards. Like, he missed. They were, they like were DJ th- Moore's getting open. They were three for thirteen
1: on third downs.
0: What were they three for thirteen? Yeah,
1: I ended up. I ended up getting home like for that last drive. So I was well, we with the Christian McCaffrey at the end. So and they, they were. Yeah, that was right a here. pretty.
0: That was intense. But I, Cam was missing guys left and right. Moore and Samuel are getting open. They're good receivers. Uh, but Cam just doesn't have the arm strength to. You know they're. Their advantages as receivers, they're really fast. They can get open deep, and he's not going to be able to hit them. So I'm curious to see long-term how that's going to go, but I don't like uh, the short-term effects of that for the receivers on Carolina. Okay, that's fair. That's a good point. So next up, we're going to just quickly
1: recap the games last week. So first off on my list, we had me against Caneglio. Obviously, I got completely shit on. Uh, My team did not come to show – I had Chubb only putting up 10 points in a game where, you know, they really had to abandon the run. Gurley, not really sure what his role is going to be on the team, especially if he doesn't get those goal line carries. And the entire Falcons offense was just uh, a dumpster fire. So Devonta Freeman, Matt Ryan did redeem himself, and but Matt Ryan with zero. On the flip side, Caniglio's team, while he did put up 122 points, it was really on the back of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, the rest of his his team's points minus McCaffrey were four, three, eight, eight, ten, eleven, four, and then Marlon Mack and Christian McCaffrey ex- exception, ex- except, uh, like ex- I guess they just they just beat my team. It was those two guys. Like if he had two normal running backs and my guys played normal, like I mean that's fantasy for you, but that's I'm pretty like that's not a good look for Caniglia's team.
0: And I remember last week you were like, Caniglio, you know, good luck living on the James Winston train. It's not a fun ride. I've, been, I've, <laughs> I've
1: lived it. I, as a guy who's notorious, I think a lot of people in our league are finally catching on to that you don't have to draft a quarterback till later in the draft. I think historically people in our our league have drafted them in like the sixth or seventh round. Um, and so I've ended up with James Winston a ton. It is not a fun trip to be on. And, I mean, obviously he, he replaced him with Dak Prescott, but – yeah, I, I, it's a good move because it's not. You don't want to be on the the Winston train for too long. No. Uh, next we had corals against uh, Brian. Corals, uh, while you know, but Brian essentially beat himself. There's really no way to say it. Is his top performer Delaney Walker with 22 points. He had Julio with 13. Uh, his running backs got each got three points, which was kind of our fear of his team that his running backs would be the ones holding him back. And Cam with two points. On the flip side, we had Corals. Uh, Deshaun had a great game. David Johnson. I think David Johnson's great game was because of the extended game script going into. He basically played five quarters with a, with a full overtime. Yeah, but his receivers looked. Fine, Kittle was not, you know, didn't do great. Lindsey didn't do great, and I think a big hit to his team is Mike Williams potentially being out for a long time because I, I know that they're subbing in Marquise Brown this week, but I don't think Marquise Brown puts up thirty-three points very anytime
0: soon. No, I mean Marquise, he's, hes very Deshaun-esque, where he'll have those games where he, you know, beats the defense, gets the seventy-yard bomb, but uh, I—it's not consistent. It's very boomer bust. Um, Brian's team had a rough week. We were at the game, like paying attention to his fantasy team. We thought he was gonna put up 40 points at one point, it was not looking good. Yeah, I mean, his, his uh, high, his second highest scoring player was his kicker with 14 points. I mean, his bench, like, basically outscored his team, uh, which is pretty terrible. But I mean, and and you said this before, his running backs are really his downfall right now. Um, and we'll get into his power ranking, you know, standing in a little bit, but it's tough to move him up.
1: I know. Uh, And especially, and and another thing just to know with Coral's team with Robert Woods, a a takeaway from last week was that the Rams offense, when they aren't firing at all cylinders, it's a tough offense to be a part of because there's so many mouths to feed there between Cooks, Woods, and Cup. I mean, I think what Robert Woods had going for him these past couple of years is that usually Cup is hurt or Cooks is hurt, right? So there's usually only two of them on the field. I don't. I would love to know what their stats are when all three of them are playing at the same time because I, would have, I have a feeling that the distribution of the points is spread out a lot thinner as opposed to kind of if there's a set number of fantasy points for wide receivers per week, like it's being given evenly to three players instead of two players.
0: That and Gurley, I mean, we'll see how Gurley's used going forward, but he's a pretty good receiver also when healthy. So that also takes away from –
1: And it's funny with Gurley too, too, right? Because he he still had 101 total yards, right? He had 97 yards on 15 carries. Like that's a great game. So it's unclear what – maybe they're just trying to ease him in for week one. We'll we'll have to see with week two. Uh, Next we had Noah against Lee. Uh, Noah wins by about 40 points. Uh, big takeaways from Noah's team is that uh, it sucks that Tyree Kill got hurt. Uh, sucks that Tevin Coleman got hurt. It sucks that Darius Geis got hurt. Uh, sucks that David Montgomery seems to be the third running back now in that running back group. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what his team does going forward. And uh, the fact that he has to rely on Carlos Hyde, who had nine points last week. Um, so that was a, a str- he's a strong player this week, right, Tyler, Carlos Hyde?
0: I am a fan of Carlos Hyde. I've always liked Carlos Hyde. I think he actually looked pretty good for the amount of time that he's been on Houston. He has to grasp a whole new playbook. And, I mean, they had to pass at the end of the game because they were falling behind a little bit to New Orleans. But in terms of a runner, he's definitely a better pure runner than Duke Johnson. And I actually do like his outlook now.
1: Okay. And then on the flip side, we had Lee's team... Uh, Lee putting up 107, which was, I think, like third or fourth best in the league, uh, you know, heavily relying on that Cleveland offense with Landry and Joku, which it seemed like Landry was like almost invisible in that game. I, I The the little bit we got to watch of it, it did not seem like he was very much involved. Uh, Tariq Cohen is essentially a wide receiver and Sony Michelle with 1.4 points, I don't think are the normal thing. so I could see that improving, but... Uh, all in all, I think we were we're pretty spot on where we think Lee's team is is in the rankings, and of course, Quincy and Newell getting hurt is a huge hit to his team.
0: I mean, I don't know if I would call it a huge hit to his team, but it's a hit, I, I mean, guess. That's a hit. Uh, <laughs> but I think honestly, Lee's team exceeded my expectations going into mm-hmm. the week. I thought he was going to put up like eighty points. Uh, I mean, obviously, Sonny Michelle, you don't want your second round pick of the draft getting one point four points, but as you said, he'll probably turn that around. New England will probably go up early, and he'll get a lot of usage next week. Um, but honestly, I could see him get eking out a few wins this season. I mean, I can too. I I'll, think he, he he'll take a on a good week, 15, right? I mean, he could think, put up like 120, he, 130. if he played my brother or
1: I. That'd be a win. Like he just needs to. It's just that it's very matchup dependent. That, yes, I agree. The uh, next game we had was Scott with two teams that we actually had in our top four rankings, which they actually scored in the bottom half of the league this week. Uh, Scott against Nate. Nate inking out a win by .3 points, uh, 106.7 to 106.4. Uh, and we look at Scott's team. The one takeaway I take from Scott's team, and given the what we know happened today or yesterday in the game, is that... I don't know what O.J. Howard's role is on that team. And if O.J. Howard isn't going to be playing, I think he's going to have a tough time filling in that tight end spot with what's left in the waiver wires.
0: Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you on that. I was actually paying attention to this matchup watching the Saints game and watching Scott creep closer and closer. (laughs) And my red zone was, or my feed was behind ESPN, so when Drew Brees completed the last pass of the game, I thought Scott had won, but it turned out that that already accounted for the last pass. Uh, you're watching it. Gotcha.
1: You're watching on your phone. and then watch-
0: Yes. <laughs> so funny. Scott, this is like the most classic Scott thing to happen to you. I'm sorry. Uh, and it happened week one. I will say that what you do have going for you is that Tyrell Williams looked pretty good. Uh, I think Benjamin's as a number pretty good. one wide receiver, uh, yeah, no, I mean he looked, I mean he looked great, really. I mean Carr, I don't love him, but he was on the money to Tyrell Williams, and he was making some great catches. So oh, yeah. I think that that could definitely be valuable going forward. But I have to agree, the OJ Howard thing is a little concerning with yeah. the, uh, you know, it's very thin on the tight end waiver wire, right?
1: And then on the flip side, I think the things uh, Nate had going against him this week was Aaron Jones against that Stout Bears defense. I think we all knew that he probably wasn't going to have the best game. We didn't know it was going to be this bad. But I think going forward, Aaron Jones would probably be a much more reliable play. And, you know, if Aaron Jones, if he gets, instead of getting four points, he gets 24 points, he gets, Nate has 130 points, and we're having a whole different story about, about his team.
0: Yeah, I definitely – I agree, and Nate has a lot of players that I think are trending up. Uh, I think Crowder, I mean, well, I guess he's not trending up now that Sam Donovan's mono, but he looked pretty good uh, in that first game. Kyler looked pretty good at the end of that first game, Uh, and Godwin has definitely exceeded my expectations already, Uh, and he looks like he's going to be pretty good in that offense. So I think Nate's team squeaked out the win, will have better matchups, and is on the up and up. Totally agree. Next up, we had you against Russell,
1: uh, the two highest scoring teams of the week, so that's always unfortunate when you have to go up against the highest scoring team being the second highest scoring team. Uh, Russell kind of, you know, being candid on a silver platter, He, we were talking about how his wide receiver depth was terrible. All of a sudden, now he has two top, possibly top five wide receivers on his team with Tyree Hill being out for the next four to six weeks, and we don't really even know what his role will be when he comes back. Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes, and then like I was saying before, I think Mark Ingram, they were playing against Miami, so I don't want to take the Ravens stuff to heart yet until I could see them do it over multiple weeks. And with Derrick Henry, uh, it was a great, great, I, I don't want to, I'm not going to not give credit to Derrick Henry, I think he ended the season awesome last year, and this is just kind of him picking up from there, but I don't know if he's going to put up, I don't know if the game script for the
0: Titans will allow him to put up points like that every week. Derrick Henry had, like, a 75-yard catch in that game. That's what I'm saying, now. right.
1: Like, like that's, like, unbelievable. But then from a rushing standpoint, I don't know if the Titans will be up that often where they'll be able to just run the ball.
0: Agreed. And I agree with everything you basically said. I was at, at you know, Brian Yelbot and I were at the Vikings game. And probably after the first quarter, I knew that I lost already because Sammy Watkins had 150 yards and two touchdowns. And so did Patrick Mahomes. Everyone was scoring left and right, and
1: Kelsey and him should have had one more touchdown. Like that was like I know because he
0: tried to no look past, just you know, to be a little fancy. But uh, but you gotta feel good about your team. What'd you
1: say? I said you must feel good about your team, though.
0: Yes, no, I was very happy with the way my team performed. Obviously, if I versed anyone else, I would be one zero right now. But Dalvin is proving me right. He looked fantastic uh Phelan barely even had to be used because i know he wasn't 10 times uh but he still got a touchdown on the day i would expect them to throw a lot more this week in green bay uh and hilton with Brissett has a little bit of a connection uh and yeah. ingram could be a one of the top three tight ends this year Yeah, that was, so,
1: that was definitely a steal from you
0: yeah so i definitely like You know, my team's prospects going forward, but I ran into the juggernaut that was Russell's team in week one.
1: Yeah. And so now the last game we had was Wyatt against Dane. Wyatt wins, squeaks out a win also by about four points. Um, I mean, look, it was a good game. I think these are two teams that I don't don't know what their future is because if Le'Veon Bell is actually hurt, I don't know what his role is going to be. And then all of a sudden – Wide is really without a running back because he's his other running back is Kenyon Drake, who had three points. His wide receivers look good. I mean, I think the whole Pittsburgh offense looked terrible. So hopefully, Juju can back, you know, have another game. And he did get pretty lucky with Tyler Lockett because he just had that one long touchdown. Besides (laughs) that, Tyler Lockett was essentially shut down the entire game. But Amari looked good. And then on Dane's side, uh, you know, Zeke, you know, just has to get back into things. And if the, the thing with Zeke, with uh, Dane's team, is that if his running backs can't beat all top tier, he's not going to win, right? Like, he got lucky this week with Austin Eckler getting 40 points. But if his running backs can't carry the workload, which is what he was banking on, then he's really
0: in for a rude awakening. Yeah, Dane's receiver depth is very thin. And we knew that going in because he drafted a bunch of running backs instead of wide receivers. Shepard... Probably will only miss this week uh, with a concussion. But because of that, he's going to have to start, you know, Sanders, who did not look great. Well, whole- and Sutton is there taking targets. Uh, and on Johnson is like fine, but he's not going to give you, I don't think, RB1 production also.
1: Right, but uh, he has Eckler who's essentially putting up RB1 production. So on's really his flex, if you think about it that way. Yeah,
0: but even at the flex, I don't. Uh, I, 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 mean, I, I guess he's definitely a flex, but I'm just not a huge fan of him personally. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, on Wyatt's side, I think Bell actually is healthy, so he's going to be the focal point of the Jets' offense for the next like five or six weeks, however long it takes Sam Donald to get over his seventh grade disease. Uh, but I mean, overall, I actually kind of like Wyatt's prospects going forward. I think. Aside from his running back depth, uh, he has a lot of promise. Cool.
1: Okay, so that was the matchup last week. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the matchups, the, uh, our power rankings brought to you by Villamonte. And we're back. So we're here right now with the Villamonte power rankings. Villamonte of Old Beth Page. Villamonte is the go-to Italian specialty restaurant in Old Beth Page. Stop in for a quick bite or sit down for a beautiful dinner. They also have a great catering room to accommodate larger, small party. Billamonte, where family meets friends. So this week, we'll go into our power rankings. I, I didn't have too much change in mind. I, I, I'll highlight some of the bigger changes, but I think, like I highlighted in the beginning of the show, it's really early to tell where anyone's going to be after week one, because there's, like I said, there's so many Isaiah Crowells out there that could have happened last week that, I feel like it's really not until weeks three, four, or five where you really kind of start to get a better feeling of where everyone's sitting. So we can talk with about the consensus number twelve, which I believe you also have as Lee. That is correct. Um, again, I and I think we also have the same. We both have Brian as eleven as well. So we could talk about those together, uh, Lee. I, I again, it just you you could have a better team. So it's hard to like. How could I rank your team better than worst when I know your team could be so much better? I don't think there's really much more to say about that. I don't see you have anything you wanted to add.
0: I will say if Lee has a decent week and Brian has another clunker, Brian may need to be demoted to twelve. But we we will see how this week goes. Yeah. Uh. So at eleven, we both have my brother.
1: It really just stems back to his running backs. It's it's ugly. Like I I, if no one's gonna trade with him. I don't know what he does because if Melvin Gordon doesn't come back, he would – and if it, and I guess what he's really banking on is Miles Sanders becoming a, – like, a, like as the season goes on. But by the time Miles Sanders becomes that staple running back, he might already be 0-5 and, 5 and that, it might be already too late.
0: Uh, I think – we might find out even sooner than week five. I think week one was just kind of an anomaly because they fell down seventeen nothing to the Redskins, so they really didn't have to run too much. Uh, but it'll be interesting against the Falcons to see how they're able to run the ball.
1: So right. I mean, I'll Dalvin see.
0: Cook ran and train over them. So
1: and Madison,
0: I think that they have some holes that maybe they'll try to get figured out, but we'll see how Miles Sanders does. Yeah, I mean,
1: because there's no question his wide receivers, right? I mean, Adams, Julio, Diggs is like by I would say almost by far the best trio of, of starting wide receivers we have in this league. It's just a matter of everything else around it. Cam not looking like Cam anymore, his running backs. It's it's just not it's not a good place. So now I think this is where we start to deviate a little bit. I have Corals as 10. I think yes, I Yes, and I have
0: Dane as 10 and Corals as nine.
1: Oh interesting. Okay. So I think so we, we kind of both agree that Corals is still in that like that bottom bottom tier of teams. I wasn't very impressed from what I saw from their, their team this week. I think lots of hits, right? I mean, uh, I think David Johnson, like I said, was kind of just a, his, his his stats were padded a little bit because of the extra quarter they got to play. I think Fournette, with Foles not playing is now going to get a lot more stacked boxes that he's going to have to run through, and it's going to be a much more difficult time. Marquise Brown, who they're now starting, I, I don't want to say he's a one and done type guy, but I think we've seen this performance from Week One guys time and time again. I, I kind of classify him as like a John Ross right now, also where yes, he looked great, but I think it might have just been. I'm not, you know, they're obviously professional football players; they're gonna look good, like that's why they're in the NFL. But I don't know if he's a consistent play. And Philip Lindsay on that Broncos team, I can't imagine that Broncos team ever being up in a game. So I don't know what his role is going to be, or how he's <laughs> ever going to get yards.
0: Uh he actually looked pretty good for the. Or and I forgot. I want to say low. he looked good, but there were plays that he was making where I was like, he is definitely better than Royce Freeman. Yeah, so right. I mean, definitely definitely, get his play right. Favorite. But it,
1: it's kind of like being the tallest midget, right? It's like, yeah, you're the tallest, <laughs> but you're like, you're still small. So it's like he's like he's not. He's not gonna like. He's not gonna like stand out amongst the crowds, even though he might be the best one on the, that Denver team. I also forgot to mention if Mike Williams is hurt for an extended period of time, that really hurts his team, having to really rely on either Marquise Brown if he doesn't pan out, or uh, Geronimo Allison, who will like the clear wide receiver three in that offense, or AJ Brown on the Titans, which I, I don't even know why that guy's rostered.
0: Uh, well, I think he had a hundred yards in Week One, but there's no way I could ever trust Mariota right. to throw to anybody. Exactly. So I don't like that. But I mean, it's not like I have them right that highly. Like I have them, I, I think at nine, I said, uh, so okay. I moved them up one spot. Yeah. I, I still think I, I agree with you on what you were saying. They, they they're one of the bottom tier yeah. teams of the league. And so my
1: next team, I have Noah at nine. I know you have him higher. So I'd love to yes, hear your thoughts, why you, have him, why you have him higher, because I'm just pulling up his roster. Uh, you know, this is a team that is now relying on, with Tyree Kill out for six weeks, with David Montgomery, not even sure what his role was on that team, with Tevin Coleman now out for, like, a long time. He's having to rely on guys like Carlos Hyde, John Ross, like, But his his Josh Jacobs, which you know had a great first game, but again might be just game script against that terrible uh, Broncos team. I know they have a good defense, but when they're up by that much, it's just kind of running the ball. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see his team. The only two big point makers I see on his team are Michael Thomas and possibly Lamar Jackson. So I don't know where his points are going to be coming from every week if everyone else is putting up
0: pretty standard points. So the reason that I uh jump Noah up a few spots is one Lamar Jackson definitely outperformed my expectations but he played the I,
1: Miami Dolphins
0: he did They're but so he bad. plays Arizona next week also and Arizona looked god awful on defense for most of that game so I think he could put up another big game. Uh Jacobs is running behind the Oakland Raiders might have the fattest offensive line I've ever seen. D- Denver has a pretty fat, good like defense. like
1: PH or like F fat? Uh,
0: probably a little bit of both, to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> Trent Brown is definitely PHAT also. But they all look like they're 350 pounds. And it's so difficult to push those guys back. So... I could actually see Josh Jacobs having a pretty good year. As I said, I'm a Hyde guy. I think You're that I think that if Houston can actually build up bigger leads, which I mean, Deshaun played an unbelievable game. They're a good team. I think that they're going to use Hyde a lot more. And Michael Thomas is like uncoverable. Uh, plus, John Ross. No one even expected that guy, given it could have been an anomaly. I think it's an anomaly. I'd be sure. But shocked. they have a new offensive coordinator. Uh, AJ Green's out for five, six weeks, and he could step up and be the one in that offense over Tyler Boyd. But we will see. Okay. Time will tell. Yeah, that's fair.
1: Um, I So you had, so just to be clear, you had Noah at six. Yes. Okay, so I had him at nine. Next, I have Coniglio at eight. Uh, and you have Coniglio at five. Five, God, Jesus, Tyler. Do you, we've been doing this for, this is our second year now. Do you know how to do power rankings? Do you know what they mean?
0: I had Coniglio at one last week. That's uh, crazy.
1: I mean, the guy, his team is like dependent on McCaffrey having a big game.
0: I don't agree, though. Like, he, well, I mean, I guess he picked up Dak, which is an improvement. But I love Marlon Mack. Mike Evans hasn't been incredible so far, but we—I mean—I would expect him to start picking it up.
1: I mean, there's no uh, way he wins this week. I mean, after—I mean, again, just to be clear, we did these power rankings before the games, so we didn't know this going in. But the, how is McCaffrey had six points? Like he's not going to win. He doesn't have a McCaffrey's not going to have forty-five points again this week,
0: right? And I actually did these power rankings before Hunter Henry went down, right? So yes, I yeah. think that now Kangley would be a little bit lower, but. Uh, the reason I even dropped him from one to four was because of the Antonio Brown drama going on, because I didn't even know if he was going to play. Right. Uh, it looks like he will. Or, is that- it looks like he will, which is shocking to me. Uh, but, I mean, if I were to have done the power rankings today, he would be lower. But I, I still okay. like his start.
1: Okay. No, yeah. I think he's a clear bottom team that is really reliant on one or two. Again, like he's rel- he doesn't have cushions of like he doesn't have multiple people who can have big games he has like one or two guys who i think will have big games at a time so i have so you had dane at nine you said and so sorry
0: just to recap you had clinically at five yes actually i think i should go back and explain i have dane at 10 and i kind of want to just touch on that yeah no me. i i had
1: dane at seven so i'd love to i mean i think i do i don't think he's a playoff team but i think he will have some games that throws off some of the better teams so that's, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on why Dane is worse than Seven.
0: Yes. So, and I kind of mentioned this before when we were talking about last week's matchups. I hate his wide receiver depth, it's pretty bad. Uh, and when we start getting into the bye weeks and stuff, I don't know what the hell he's going to do. Uh, Eckler had 40 points. He's not going to put up 40 points. I mean, Zeke will obviously have better games. But overall, I just think his roster's just okay. Like, Ertz, I love Ertz. Baker, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, I feel like you have to temper expectations on him a little bit. And aside from Zeke, there's no one to me that, like, pops off that could, you know, put up, like, 30 points consistently. Uh, You're going to have people, like, Edelman will put up, like, 10 to 15 every week. But, like, to me, to win, you have to have people that can consistently put up huge numbers uh, and I just don't think that his team can do that.
1: That's right, yeah. I mean, you would think that him and my brother would come up with some kind of trade for a wide receiver and a running back since – but I, it's, it's crazy that that hasn't happened yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard some trade offers coming from the Gelblad front, and, Dane, I feel like you might want to lower your expectations a little bit. I'll <laughs> just put it that way. Okay, so
1: going into my top six now, I had I dropped myself down from two to six. Like I said before, I, I definitely don't want to. I, I still think I'm a playoff team, and I don't want to drop myself below playoff standings. But I think, obviously, given last week's performance, there's some things to be to watch out for. But like how I started the show, it's week one. Um, you know, some of your your the top running backs and wide receivers at the end of last year weren't even in the top ten after week one. I mean, you know, I. I, I I can't think of any example off the top of my head right now, but there, you know, there were a few guys I had said before. I think I, I do truly think that Gurley's role will expand as the season goes on because they'll see, you know, he looked good out there. Like he didn't look, I don't know. Unless there's something behind the scenes we don't know about. He looked like a fine runner. I think Devonta Freeman, I am nervous about him, but I do think his role will expand given that I think the Falcons will be ahead in some other, some of these games, which will let him kind of, Get him some more opportunities. And worst case, I think I have some depth at wide receiver and running. And you know, I have Edo Smith if something were to happen. And I do think my wide receivers are meant, but I think that Galladay will have some big days. And if DJ Moore is consistently a wide receiver too, uh, then my wide receiver depth would be fine.
0: So the reason that I moved you from five to eight is because of as you were talking about the inconsistency with Gurley. I am kind of on the other side, though. I don't love his outlook for the rest of the year. I think he was being drafted as, you know, in the second round for most drafts. Uh, and I looked at the end of the first half, he had five carries. And at, in the second half, he totally went off and ended up with 100 yards. I have no idea what they're going to do. And he didn't even get the touchdown. They, they both got vultured from him.
1: And so uh, did Nick Chubb's touchdown, also.
0: Oh, I actually did not know that the Chubb touchdown got bolted. but uh, I do still like Nick Chubb, though, because we don't have concerns about his, you know, uh, about his medical. Well, I guess he did in college, but in the NFL, he has not a medical history. Uh, Gurley, I'm much more concerned about. Galladay could be facing competition from TJ Hawkinson, who could now be, I mean, it's been one week, so I want to temper my expectations, but... He could have a huge role in that offense going forward <laughs> and DJ Moore, as I said earlier, I don't like most of the Carolina wideouts after seeing cam not throw very well on Thursday so plus DD I actually like you know you you know you turned me on to DD Westbrook I, I I think he was gonna have a great year and then Foles getting hurt really hurts his prospects oh, yeah, so sure. that's why I dropped you a little bit okay that's fair. Uh, so
1: next I had Wyatt at five. Uh, I don't really have much to say about Wyatt's team. just that I think that as long as obviously his second running back is a problem, but as long as everyone else stays healthy, I think they might be able to counter counterbalance that second running back spot. I think there will be weeks. Obviously, I mean, like there's still, like I said before, like everyone in this league is still a professional player. So there will be weeks where the Dolphins will drive down to the end zone to the red zone, and you know maybe he gets like a one yard, five yard touchdown. So I think he'll be fine some weeks, but if if, if everyone else can't carry the load, then it'll be an issue.
0: And I feel bad because I actually moved wide down a spot. I was tempted to leave him at six, but I moved him to seven. Uh, I'm a little concerned with Juju just because not so much because he got hurt but because this was the first game or one of the few games that he's been asked to be the wide receiver one on Pittsburgh and he got (laughs) shut down. Um, Given it's new England, it's Belichick, you know, he's a genius, but I'm a little concerned with his rest of season outlook. I think he'll still put up good numbers, but not as good as where he was drafted. And as you said, his running back uh, depth is not great. Yeah. Uh,
1: So next, next we had, I have Scott. I kept him at four. Uh, You also have, you have Russell at four. I mean, our top. I mean, why don't we just, I mean, I know we're, we're, we only have, you know, we're already 35 minutes in Uh, our top four are pretty much are the same. We have you, I have Nate at one, you at two, Russell, three, Scott at four. Uh, My highlights for each is I think you kind of touched on it. I think Nate's team has great outlook for the rest of the season. And I think his team will put up some big weeks. I like again. I like your team. I get nervous with some of your players, especially like, like. Sorry, there's like two ways to do power rankings, right? There's one way which is like looking at your team for this week and looking at your team for the future. This week, I think your team looks amazing. I think you know I have you as number two, but I think I get nervous with your team for injuries of. Um, of Dalvin Cook, and then also potential, you know, potential of T Y Hilton to fall off depending on how Jacoby Brissett plays.
0: Yeah, I mean T Y Hilton, I definitely understand, but that's why I have Madison, who looked pretty promising in his first game. Uh, but that's the exact reason that I handcuffed. Dalvin yeah, Cook. yeah.
1: And then I have uh, Russell. I mean, obviously you can't deny what he just did. I think this week he's uh, the you know he's a he's going to put up a lot of points this week, but. I don't know if I like his rest-of-season outlook because once Tyreek Hill does come back, I'm not sure what uh, Watkins' role will be. And it'll be interesting to see how the Ravens team does
0: against normal teams as opposed to the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, so that will be interesting. And uh, Russell definitely got fortunate with Hill going down, as, as we've said many times. Right. So.
1: Okay. And i Scott got his four. I think I, I like where his team. I think he's a playoff-bound team. I think, you know, he obviously got unlucky this week. Yeah, and he walked into AP
0: being the starter. So good on you, Scott.
1: Yeah. Okay. So last off, we'll just quickly run through our the matchups this week and our predictions. Uh, so this week, first matchup, you have me against Lee. Uh, right now, I am a seven. Uh, sorry, thirteen. So I need to do math. A fourteen point favorite. Uh, that is given that DJ Moore has already played and had thirteen points. With that said, I think this is my back, bounce back game. Uh, historically my second game has been my better game I usually lose week one and then week two I have a better outing so I will go with myself for this week
0: I am so tempted to take Lee and I think it's gonna be a very close matchup actually uh, especially because he has do it please <sighs> all right I'm doing it i'm I'm team this week
1: oh my god your team it's all it's it's it's, it's his team name. Doesn't even like pop up right. It's, it it ita with a accent. Uh, I forget what the car, what's, what's the carrot on top of the a called? Uh, hold on. Grav. No grav is, No grav is going from top left to bottom right. What's, no,
0: that's a, oh. No,
1: what's the one combining a- agu and grav?
0: Uh, <laughs> wow. We're really dating ourselves back to anyway. Simpsons.
1: His team name is. <laughs> I, you know, it's A with that accent, empty square, empty square S, all about the Benjamins. Uh, I don't know what the team name is a reference to now uh, because I don't think he has Kelvin Benjamin. Although, if you are missing out on Kelvin Benjamin, you can purchase the Vamana touchdown skin on Smite, which is voiced by Kelvin Benjamin uh, for <laughs> 600 gems. Uh, if you want to use me as your friend code, feel free to do that. Uh, but I'm going with me. You're going with Lee.
0: Goddamn. Gotcha. Take a chance. Okay. Take a chance on Lee. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) (laughs) I think from now on going forward, whenever we pick Lee, we're singing that
1: song. (laughs) (laughs) Next up, we have Coniglio against, I believe, Chau Bella is, I forget if it's Dane or Wyatt. It is Wyatt. Uh, Right now, Wyatt is the uh, 16-point favorite. Again, that is given that McCaffrey and Evans have already played. Uh, with that said, I was already going with Wyatt. I thought that his team had better matchups.
0: I also have to go. I mean, kiddingly the starting Jordan rated tight end who probably isn't even going to play. Right. Uh, Antonio Brown, who knows how much he's going to play in a brand new offense. Right. And yeah, so I'm definitely going to go Wyatt. That was that was my my rationale as well.
1: Uh, Next, we have you against Dane. You are a four-point favorite. I had you. Like I was saying, I I do like your team this week. I think you have some really good matchups, and Dane's team with the wide receiver depth does scare me, so I'm going with you.
0: I'm also going to go with myself. I could see uh, the Goff and Kamar. I could see New Orleans against the Rams being super high scoring. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I will also pick myself.
1: Okay, next up we have my brother against Noah. Uh, you know, again, my brother has already had someone play with Cam Newton, but right now Noah is a seven point favorite. Uh, and I was actually planning to go with uh, my brother on this one, which, you know, again, I made these, made these picks before the game, so I thought Cam was going to have a better game against the Bucks, But I do think that Devonta Adams and Julio Jones kind of blow up and carry the load for this win.
0: I'm going to go with Noah. Uh, you should. add him as like
1: a top six team. I mean.
0: Well, Josh Jacobs against Kansas City. I could see him putting up a huge game. Kansas City's defense stinks. Uh, although they'll probably fall very behind. But hopefully they still use Jacobs. And I do also like Noah's team name. So good on you, Noah.
1: He's not even original. I saw Matthew Berry tweeted it like five times. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. And Noah's definitely a Matthew Barry guy. Uh next we have uh Russell, Raheem Gotstart against Breeze's King of the Druze, uh Scott. Right now he is Russell is a is a 25-point favorite with OJ Howard having already scored zero points. With that said, I already was gonna pick Russell. Although, I feel like it's a very Russell thing to be starting Raheem Morstat even though he has other players who might perform better.
0: I like, don't even think like, it like matters. He tra- like,
1: he treats his team like it's a fan duel team, and he's like, oh, Raheem Morstat might, like, get a touchdown, versus, like, oh, Sean McCoy did pretty well, and Cortland Sutton did pretty well. Or you could play Mark Andrews in your
0: flex, like, he did really well last week. I forget what some of the other moves he did like that last year were. Most of the time, it does not pan out. It doesn't. Uh but I also have to go Russell. I, Mahomes, Watkins and Kelsey against Oakland is going to be very entertaining to watch. No so, for this one. I'm going Russ.
1: And our last game we have Nate against Corals. Nate right now with already Godwin playing is a 21 point favorite. Uh, with that said before the game even started, I had Nate with this one. I think he just has the better this one's just a, I just think he has a better team. Um
0: Oh, but Rogers and Jones against many. I'm gonna go with Corals. Okay. I think that Rogers has historically struggled against the Vikings. Uh, and yeah. No, okay. I, I actually I like Quarles chances. Okay.
1: So to recap, we have three uh, differences this week. I have myself over Lee. We both have you have Lee. Uh, we both have you. We both have Wyatt. I have my brother over Noah. You have Noah over Brian. We both have Russell. And then I have Nate over Corals. You have Corals over Nate. Uh, right now, for you guys keeping track at home, we're tied four to four. We're each four and two right now. Uh, we both got you wrong last week. Corals right. Noah right. Uh, I was right about Nate barely. Uh, you were right about Coniglio. And we both had Wyatt.
0: This is episode
1: two, week two. Uh, remember, guys, it's only week one. Wait three weeks before Unless you start you're panicking. The Jets. Unless and you're the Jets, then you can start panicking. your season's over. But don't panic yet. We still, we still got plenty of time in the season for people to make a run for the
0: playoffs. I uh, hope you guys have a good weekend and enjoy the games. Oh, thank you.